And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to The Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday, on The Athletic Podcast Network. Bruh. You on strip steak? Ooh! This is the Basketball Buds. Brave beef short ribs? With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. Oh, oh, oh. Podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network, a Christmas Carol special Christmas, unless you celebrate something else, holiday edition, and then it's that holiday edition. I'm your host, Zach Harper. Oh man, what a cast of characters we have for you today. Of course, we have Jade Hoy producing. We have the Hall of Famer David Aldridge. We've got future Hall of Famer Sam Amick. We've got future Hall of Famer Trevon Edwards. We've got future Hall of Famer Wazi Lambrecht. Future Hall of Famer Dave DeFour. Current Hall of Famer in the I Hate Fun Hall of Fame, Jay King. Did I forget anybody? I feel like I forgot somebody. Who else is there? Oh, we got the Bay Area legend, the two-time award-winning best-selling author, Marcus Thompson, who is riding high off this holiday versus between E-40 and Too Short. Marcus, let me start with you on your holiday. How was the versus for you? First off, uh, yes, I'm not a Hall of Famer. Is that what we're, we're concluding? Because uh, you're, you're an award winner. Y'all can't, all, y'all, 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 y'all can't be Hall of Famers now. You know that, right? Like it's not <laughs> it's just different Hall of Fames. Da, I've, just, I've accepted. I've ex, I've accepted just taking the money and, and not making it. I'm going to take the deal. See, <laughs> See? I'll, I'll I'll take a buyout instead of a Hall of Fame induction. There I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you this versus. I love the fact that Too Short was so salty. That Steph Curry and the rest of the Warriors pick E40, that he gave Steve Kerr all of his love. <laughs> wow. Literally wore wow. Steve Kerr's jersey, signed jersey on the battle, and FaceTime Steph afterwards. It was like, look, see, you got the cornrows, but you ain't got the respect from the town. Is is that a just the E40 is a season ticket holder and two shorts not type of thing? Is that like a company man type of situation? <laughs> Absolutely. I, th- I think that's it. Nah, you know what? I do think outside of Blow the Whistle, like, you know, who mm. knows two shorts music? Like, if, you, uh, if you're under 35, man, you don't know nothing about Freaky Tales <laughs> or, you know, Dolphin <laughs> Beat, but but you don't tell me facts, where to go. Facts. You know what I'm saying? You know all these collabs he's done. So I don't think they know. They know Too Short is an Oakland legend, but they wasn't listening to... You know, I'm a player and the ghetto. They, they, they weren't even born yet. Too short started in like 84. 
Well, you know what's not too short? This Christmas Day <laughs> schedule, guys, with five action-packed games, starting off with the Miami Heat and the New Orleans Pelicans. And so... It feels like E-40 people are on this call. Ah, you get it? You it get it? Ah. Like Absolutely. There you go. Marcus and, Marcus and Holiday Did I feel that? Did I feel that? No, no, no. You got it right. No, the, the eggnog is... I don't know who's talking. The eggnog is, uh, is flowing in the Thompson household right now. It's never it's never too early. But if we were going to do a, a ghost of Christmas past, present, and future as we get into this this Christmas Day schedule... We were talking about this in the in a chat the other night, and so obviously LeBron is the ghost of Christmas past, right? Now it's not to say Lakers fans he can't be the ghost of Christmas present and future forever in a Lakers uniform. <laughs> He's finished. Yeah, but it would Wash be the first King. time someone actually called Wash him. You just King. called him the Wash. Wouldn't it be King. great if now we just leaned into it? Now that he's won the championship with the Lakers, just be like, yeah, he's washed. It's over. <laughs> uh, but I think LeBron, you know, going into Waz, what year is it? Is it year fourteen, year, 15, 16? Nine, this is nineteen. Am I making that up? Well, 18. I think it's year okay. eighteen legally, but I think when you factor in the pandemic, it is year Got eighteen. You. Okay, right that. Uh, but that would be the ghost of Christmas past. The ghost of Christmas present would be Giannis. The ghost of Christmas future would, of course, be Luca. And then we could just call Dave, call KD and uh, and Kyrie the Ebenezer Scrooge and Jacob Marley of this uh, entire thing as they're introduced back into the Christmas spirit. So, guys, are you excited about Zion? Sam, are you excited about Zion on Christmas Day? Or are you like the rest of these haters and just you're mad that the Pelicans are on national TV? <laughs> Man, I'm ex- I mean, I was excited. I I think if it was last year, I might have been more excited. I feel like mm. Zion is is you know we've seen these kind of the metamorphosis of his body already, which is a little much to process uh, early on. You know, bubble Zion and rookie year Zion and coming off injury Zion, and so like the for me the enthusiasm is not as clean as it was a year ago. If that makes any sense, like the anticipation of who he is and what he can do. And I mean, but it'll be fine, you know, and I get it. And it never gets old kind of seeing the transparency of the NBA's marketing machine on Christmas day. (laughs) Like it is never truer than that particular day, you know, and you get to really pull the curtain back on how they make their cheese and how they prioritize certain stars and how the cookie is made. But I mean, it's, it's fine. You know, it's not what I probably would have drawn up, but it'll be fun. I want there to be an anti-Christmas uh, on ABC and ESPN. Like on the 26th, maybe they do the anti-Christmas lineup. You know, you start off with Charlotte at Indiana, and then you go go Wiz- <laughs> Wizards Orlando, you know, <laughs> Detroit, 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 Minnesota. Small market Saturday. Time. Yeah. That's what I – that's what – no. Go ahead and call that the Kwanzaa lineup. Go ahead and call that the Kwanzaa lineup. <laughs> not, oh, the not quite a celebrated lineup. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, Isn't that it. just league pass? But I'm actually with Sam in a way because I think the bubble, I think Zion's injury kind of sucked a lot of fun out of it because he just hasn't been able to um, – you know, catch his wind yet, right? Like, in the bubble, he was literally just dragging his back leg down the floor. Like, he didn't sprint one time the entire, you know, seven games that it was that he was down there in Orlando. So I'm kind of just like, wake me up when this kid gets a personal trainer 
Uh, but I'll definitely be interested in watching Luca because I th- I think he's he's gonna kill people this year, and he's gonna do it without KP, and he's gonna prove to people that like he's who people think um, Giannis is. Wow. Whoa! Hold on. <laughs> wow. Waz just drops that in there like you know I'm gonna throw this grenade and walk away. You mean so Luca thinks he is the two-time reigning MVP, or or <laughs> no people, people think. think that Luca should have been, or yes. he's on the same level. So Waz is saying, yeah, Waz is saying Luca should have been the MVP. I was so confused. I was so caught yeah. off guard by Waz's statement. Dave, you're just confusing me right now, man. I just think, you know, I just think Luca's big time in both seasons. That's fair. That's, all. fair. that's just me. I mean, yeah, well, hold on, hold on. Giannis just won MVP and Defensive <laughs> Player of the Year, not by accident. It wasn't an accounting uh-huh. error. No, he's he's saying Giannis is an 82 game player, not a 16 game player. I, I see exactly what he's saying. Well, hold on. So, uh, you know, and 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 hold on. No, that's not as Wozni Lambre. I know I'm going to get you know, some flack for this. It's like do it, do an MVP for the third time, and then, and do, then it do it again it in, in the playoffs. Well, right? Sam, like that's where I'm at with it. That's where I'm at with this Giannis stuff. Uh, Bucks fans, I'm happy you guys got your guy for another five years, hopefully, or six years, including this one. But like, man. Kick some ass um, in the playoffs. Well, so man. this is I'm, this I'm, is a I'm confusing turn. And Sam, I guess I didn't know that Luca had signed with Clutch Sports with Waz doing this. Maybe you can <laughs> confirm that news from Waz. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I got Christmas Day marketing figured out. I can't figure out how to translate Waz right now. Um, no, but I, I also, as an aside, enough. and this I don't want to get off topic too much. I loved it. Like. The whole construct of this player thinks he's that player is now a thing. I just spent 90 minutes with True Hoop family member Tom Habistrail on his pod with a, with your guy, I mean, breaking down De'Aaron Fox and John Morant. So I, I guess this is the new, you know, analysis vehicle that we're using. Uh, but no, Waz, you got to you gotta kind of translate this thing for yourself. No, what I'm saying is like everybody thinks Giannis. Well, and I used to be one of those people that Giannis is the future of the league. He's going to be the next dominant guy in the playoffs. And he's like, God, how do I beat this team in the playoffs? Because they have Giannis on it. How people would do with LeBron and other great players in the past. I don't think that's the case with Giannis. I don't think anybody thinks to themselves, what are we going to do when we play the Bucks in the playoffs? I think that's going to be Luka one day. I got, I got you. And I think right. that's LeBron right now, right? Like, I, I, I just don't think that's going to be the case for Giannis. I, 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 maybe call me a, a ship jumper or whatever. Maybe call me reactionary. I, I just don't see well, that. You're for reacting him. to an ugly playoff finish, yeah. which is fair, and one that that left you wondering, like, how did they not evolve from the year before? Well, that's okay. He's the best player. He's got the, he's got the, you know, the burden to be great in the playoffs. It's a burden. But I think if you go back and look, I mean, they did call Magic Johnson Tragic Johnson after the 84 finals. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, so it's not still like hurts this. The, still hurts. He's not the first great player who had, had, his, had his greatness questioned. Now, most of the great ones come back. Steph Curry has entered the chat. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what were they saying about LeBron before he went to Miami? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of course, and even after 2010, that was there. But, I, I mean, I think it's a little different. But, yeah, I understood for I sure. I mean, remember when Waz called Tim Duncan a statue? 
in year 17 of his career <laughs> when he was a statue. Like, that was actually true, man. No, it's okay. But, but for real though, to back up, to back up Waz, what is, what is Giannis's playoff, like, moment? That's okay. Like, what's that's right. The, no, I mean, that's, you know, there is I mean, none. we watched Luca do 43, 17, and 13 and hit the game winner. Like, we he at least did. got. In a in a first round Dad. in a first round series, yes. In a first round series of the bubble, <laughs> we lost. We lost. We lost. Why you got to bring up old stuff? That's all. In, in a series, this team didn't win, by the way. Um, but you know, it's all good. It's all love. I'm not hate. I don't hate on anybody. I think your 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 point is valid on Giannis. There's a there is a there is a hole in his resume that he has yet to fill, which is postseason greatness. He hasn't done it yet. And I don't think it's fair to compare him, what he's done, to what LeBron did either. Like, LeBron faced some of the same criticism, but he was dragging teams that had no business being deep in the playoffs to the finals even. Don't be talking about Booby Gibson like that now. Like Sasha Pavlovich, (laughs) Booby Gibson, Zdrunas Ogauskas, Anderson Varejao. Those were the best players he was playing with during that span. Antoine Jameson. Like, not, not even on Chris Middleton's level. And I think the last couple of years, the Bucks had enough to to win the East, and and they didn't even come close. And hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Jay. I I can't allow this to go on any longer. Okay, Giannis for an entire series put up thirty points, sixteen rebounds, six assists, and shot fifty nine percent from the field. Now, granted, it was against the Magic, but still thirty sixteen and six. <laughs> you know, against Vucevic and. Woo. Uh, you know, sh- maybe Bo Outlaw was there. I don't. The, I don't remember. Shut down the Orlando them. Magic. Them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like LeBron, LeBron's teams were out. They were exceeding their their talent level. And I'm not sure the Bucks have, especially last year. The the Miami one was a real head scratcher. Toronto, you can say they had Kawhi. They had a deeper team filled with tons of super intelligent. Yeah, they should have beat Toronto. Maybe, but like I, I can get losing to Toronto. The the Miami one. Like if if you are who people think Giannis is, you've got to win that series. Luca would have won that series. I told you for months the Heat were going to beat the Bucks in the playoffs, and you would not listen to me, and you called me <laughs> foolish, and you laughed at me when I told you again right before the series started, and you still doubt the Miami Heat being a better team than the Bucks. But that's the thing about being an analyst. Like when you're wrong, you could just blame Giannis for not being who people thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, JT. Don't give away trade secrets. It. Don't give away the secrets. Um, let's go. Let's go to the the Warriors Bucks game. Speaking of Giannis, and for for Sam and for and for Marcus, are we going to see a good Warriors team this year? Because now I'm starting to get worried. I I'm mean, gonna. I'm gonna go. It. Yeah, you, go ahead, Marcus. <laughs> I mean, step back from Andrew Wiggins. Is that what we're talking about? Or I think the big thing is we don't know, which which is adding to intrigue. And I'm not listening to all your, uh, the Warriors is the Warriors that. If you were complaining about the Warriors ruining the league, then you need to embrace the fact that now we have no idea what we're going to get. You can't have it both ways. This is what you wanted, a Warriors team that you were uncertain about. Will uh, Kelly Oubre shoot? 38% from three? I don't know. Is James Wiseman the future center star? Who knows? Is Draymond going to be Draymond again? We just don't know. Uh, this is the uncertainty that has been absent for five years minimum. Six, probably. So, 
I have no idea what's going to happen. I, I think Steph will average about 28. He'll face crazy defense. Uh, they'll just try to shut him down. And we'll see if Andrew Wiggins can carry him. Like, that's pretty much the game right there. Yeah, Sam, before you go, what do you think of the Warriors as we see them Tuesday night, we see them uh, for Christmas? What do, What are you expecting this year? Like Marcus said, it, it's a total mystery. Um Draymond's got to get back. Like the the margin for error is so thin already that they need a healthy Draymond, a non-COVID Draymond. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm starting to think if we're talking just prediction time, I mean, it would not shock me to see them in the play-in tournament, you know, pushing to try to get in these playoffs. Because I think every time we talk about the West, we always forget to actually tabulate and go down the list of good teams that I can tell you with much more confidence who they are now than I can the Warriors. That's my big thing. And you see, you know, I mean, three preseason games and two of them against the Kings don't tell you anything considering who was out especially, but watching Steph basically be Steph and then getting reminded that that only takes you so far is if you're a Warriors fan, that's where you got to be worried about like, man, we're not going to be on the sideline in the first round, are we? But I think, you know, that would be the floor as they, they fall out of the playoffs. And then, you know, I mean, if they were a 4-5 or five team, that would surprise me, and, and I'd be, you know, really, you know, that'd be a thumbs up for them. All right, as Sam, Steve Kerr likes to say, run. this is the real NBA. This right. is the real NBA. <laughs> right. That's what it right. really looks like? Uh, yep. Right. I hope I hope no Warriors fans listen to this because they, they creamed me on Twitter for suggesting that the Warriors wouldn't make the playoffs. Like, I mean, well, again, I guess the play-in game is the playoffs. No, you know the what? No, I've decided we're not calling the play-in playoffs. tournament. We're not calling it the playoffs. You have to get Start in. James you got to get into the first round. Okay? Like, we're not saying, hey, we made the playoffs because we were the ninth seed and we made the play-in tournament. No, no, no. You got to get into the first round and face the one seed, and that's the playoffs. All that other shit is just ancillary. Like that's we're not doing that. Well, Warriors fans think they' about to be a fourth seed. They, they, um, Steph and, and Draymond are going to lead the way, and Andrew Wiggins is going to be great for the first time in the history of well, his career. Well, that's how Steph so, wins the MVP, though. You know, if they're the fourth seed, it means Steph is averaging like forty a game. He'll have forty tonight. And there'll be a third seed is what we read every day. Now, listen, no, no. So to give you, so here's the part that, you know, if, if I, I understand what Warriors fans are saying, right? You're looking at these teams. And if you just look at like, who's supposed to be third, who, who, who's, who's the fourth best team in the West? If you say Portland, Denver, they wax Portland every year. If you say Dallas, you'd be like Dallas is just as un- unproven. Like, like you got you got the Lakers, you got well, the Clippers, you got Denver. Um, Nobody's talking um, that. But if you're the Warriors fan, Marcus, I'm, I'm on your side. Marcus, I'm on your side on those, this one. Like, those, I, I got uh, faith. I, I, I like. I like a it's hungry. Like, it's like Kelly they added Oubre. Robert Covington and suddenly Portland is unbeatable. Well, like you think Warriors fans believe that? All those, Not all those Warriors teams that killed Portland was was there a was there a, a light skinned guy named Clay on those teams? He was there, but in the West Finals, it wasn't that big of a he wasn't that he didn't play that well. Not in those West, in the West Finals, Finals, that was Steph and Draymond. Not in those West Steph Finals. Steph and Draymond took them apart it, by himself. And OKC did he play West defense? Finals, did he, he play defense? He showed up. <laughs> yeah, OKC. Marcus and Trey, honest question. How many NBA rotational players on the Warriors right now? Like honest to goodness truth, and and if you're giving me the Pascal dude as one of them, I rest my case, man. Like one guy is a freaking rookie who's probably gonna play like thirty something minutes a game, 
at your big man position. And rightfully so, right? You you use the number two pick on Wiseman. You should play him. Like he should you should figure out what his development process is gonna be. But he's not gonna be a good NBA player this year. He's a rookie. Rookies almost never contribute in a, in a positive way. Right. Like, On balance, yeah. he's going to be I mean, be but we're bad. talking about Steph. We're talking about Steve Kerr starting Damian Jones at one point in time, bro. I'll yeah, take yeah, Wiseman yeah. and, and see what he can do. I mean, yeah, I have Kevin Durant with him this time, but mm-hmm. yeah. They, they've had worse centers. That, that's for sure. Yes. Do you? Do you yes. Yeah, so we'll, is I, Kent Bazemore a uh, rotation player? Yeah, but, no, I think he's, so. He's, yes, he is. Economy, yes, yes, he's there. I think Baze is still a rotational player. Sure, Baze on a on a good um, team. On a yes, on a good team. I don't think he's like he's not your, you know, he he's not your third well best player. He's year. like your eighth best player. That's a rotational player. Oh man! What about Kavon Looney? I mean, you know, he's rotational. What I guess? What about Brad Wanamaker? I think his ship sailed. He's good. Yeah. I like I mean, Brad. Yeah, he's good. I he like can Brad play. Wanamaker. I, I, I mean, these are all dudes coming off the mm-hmm. bench. Right. These are all bench guys. <laughs> so, so today. I, I, I'm not saying it's the Warriors' greatness. Not, like, no, oh, they're they going to win the West, Marcus. We got to win the West. No, no, no. What y'all are talking? You keep saying. I mean, you're talking about rotational players. That's not the issue. The issue is who are their starters. The that's issue's their top issue. player. Yeah, that's, that's who the star. are the five that's guys the that are going to play 35 minutes a night? That's the question that the Warriors had this year. That's their problem. And it's not it's their the bench. Starters. The bench is fine. The bench is an NBA bench. I mean, that those three or four guys are just like everybody else's three or four guys coming off the bench. The question is, who's starting? <laughs> who's playing? And, the, and you got to – I'm just saying, Waz, you got to understand that they've watched the Warriors – like even not even before Kevin Durant beat these teams, they've watched them. They've watched them. So they're. I'm but, just saying, but Marcus again, Clay abject. Thompson was there. Clay Thompson Andrew was Wiggins. not this Clay Thompson in 2015. He wasn't this guy. Let's not act like this dude was a Hall of Fame All NBA player. Okay, okay, he wasn't okay. Hold on. 2015 Clay yeah, Thompson they, or Kelly Oubre? It's not close. 2015 Clay Thompson, right. Andrew Wiggins. It's think. not close. What about 2014 Clay Thompson? What about 2013, Clay Thompson? Andre I'll take that play. 2015, um, Andrew Bogut. These guys are way better than anybody on this. Andrew yes. Bogut. Yes, they, they are. are. That, is, that is a valid point. They no, are that's better. A valid, no, that's a valid better point. better than every Iggy, single Iggy player is better on this than team. Every yes. player. Clay Thompson is better than Who every player on the team. Absolutely. Yes. I'm just – I'm telling you why – what you're saying oh, is being reactive. They're saying like, yo, oh, okay. th- you're Got saying you. – Portland is so much better than them. And th- why no, would no, Warriors fans think that? Why would Warriors fans think Dallas is so yeah. much better? Why would they think that? Fair. Wait, but wasn't Portland before Yusuf Nurkic broke his leg? Portland was the three seed every single year, right? Like that Portland team is good and they got better. You think they're worried about They just swept them in the in the West Finals. It's not about it's not about that. It's a well, one. You I'm had not, a much, you had a much different that. team. I, I'm not arguing with that. I got them at best a six seed. Also, Wiseman is I'm a starter saying, now. <laughs> you got to understand why this doesn't add up and why it doesn't compute. It's not delusion. But why do I have to understand faith in Andrew Wiggins? That you you can't make me no. Understand the faith that. is in Stephen Draymond. That is, of course, they're gonna Ooh, ride with Stephen Draymond. I'm just saying it's not. You. You, you can write it off as. Homer delusion. It's not. They literally watch these. They literally watch them. Watch uh, like like you're, you're saying. Like for instance, who is Damon C.J. Garden on the Warriors? They have never been able to stop the Warriors. They have never been able to stop Steph. So now they're gonna stop. Is that problem solved? 
No, that's what I'm saying. If you think yeah. it from their perspective, in this construction, yes, I think this you, is a you, very you might be right, offense. but I'm just saying it's not delusion. It's what they've watched for no, six it is. or seven it's, years. It's delusion. It's delusion. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see Steph this year because it's going to be so different for him. Yeah, I don't the, think the it, Warriors. It, it wasn't just a talent with them. It was that everybody they they had in their rotation knew how to play basketball and was super high-level basketball intellect and knew how to play with all his movement and find him and get him relocating off the ball. They don't have that this year. They don't have guys who have Iguodala's mind, who have Sean Livingston's mind. And those were guys coming off the bench. Or Bogut's they don't mind. Have Even with Bogut's right. mind, exactly. Yeah. And so now it's it's on Steph to figure Marie this Spates. out. Figure this out and make, make Steph, other guys. He's Steph in the preseason. He's going to get roughed up like 15 threes per 36. Yeah, yeah. He, he's going to get roughed up like crazy. Uh, let's, so if, you, if you're if you anybody, you're like, just take away Steph. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's another thing, guys. Remember when, you know, people were really skeptical about the Lakers last year because, and the truth was, LeBron and, and, and Rondo were the only two people on that team that knew how to dribble mm-hmm. in basketball, right? Um, and it's like, wait, is LeBron just going to do that all day, every day, every game? And he did. <laughs> like, he went out, he did it. He led the league in assists, all this other stuff. Has Steph ever had to do that? Even when they were winning championships and he was getting MVPs, it wasn't this run a bunch of pick and rolls with Steph every possession and he's just straight up shouldering the burden of the whole offense. They currently made it so that it was a, you know. It's not true. It's just not true. I love you. It's not true. Now, were they the number one seed? No, but this is what I'm saying. People, everything is being compared to Durant. You telling me when they beat Denver in the first round series, Clay was not that good. David Lee was the second best player. He got hurt in the first game and they were done. It was all Steph. That's all it was. It was Steph. Yeah, true. The true. next year after that. True. Now, oh, how we forget, Marcus. But why oh, how we point, forget. Like, the best of that was the sixth seed. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. It wasn't right, like it. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, Steph really has to come out here and do they're the not gonna be thing. a top. They're not going to be a top three team. They're, like, that's over. That's done. Yeah. They're, they're a team that could try to make the playoffs. Think, that's what they're I trying to do. Right. Yeah, they can Maybe make the they playoffs. Could be Westbrook MVP season. And, and I watched that team, and they, you know, they were competitive in the first round. I think, I think you take competitive in the first round, right? Right now, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. absolutely. What, they what were, is com- here, here's they were competitive with Houston in the first round of that of, of that in that series. They didn't win it, but they were competitive. So I think that's what Golden State's got to shoot for this year. Let's let's get in and see what we can do in the first round, depending on who we play. All right. Absolutely. I really think that's the kind of ceiling this year. Or not get in and get to well, the lottery what I'm saying. What's the wor- run it back. Exactly. Yeah, right. What's the worst that's going to happen? No- <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, 11 C wouldn't be the absolute worst outcome. Yeah, right. right. You know? No, you're right. That would be you're a right. great outcome. Yo, they, Marcus, <laughs> if they don't dump all of those regular season games to the Wolves to try to bump that record up just a little bit, because that's going to be a bad thing. I don't team. care. I don't you got to make sure if, they're outside the top If they started court. with the Wolves, I'm losing the opener. Like, it doesn't even matter. You're losing <laughs> yes. the Wolves You have game. to throw no that game. What. you got to make sure that, game, that <laughs> pick isn't in the top three. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Um, all right. What about uh, the other side of that game, the Bucks? Do we want to say nice things about the Bucks now that they've re-signed Giannis? Or is it just wait and see? I think we need I mean, to see if, if the Drew Holiday is great. Depth really does hurt them i think that it probably won't lack of depth yeah i think it probably won't um they just got augustine and bobby portis and tory craig like what lack of uh, depth? i mean you just said bobby portis, <laughs> yeah bro. yeah uh it's a different bobby team portis is good bobby portis can score i don't know what y'all talking about bobby yeah, portis, portis so good. this is the, the thing ball they did, in the basket right? so they on went, every team he's been on <laughs> including the knicks yeah. for that matter <laughs> so they went in on one-way guys Bob, so it they is. went in on Bobby Portis. They got Tory Craig. Like that's great, but they are they are definitely one direction players. And I think all of those guys can knock down shots and give up open threes, which is the Bucks mo. <laughs> right, that's what they do right. anyway. Right, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Hey. They fit. Yeah, that was that was what they did anyway, and they needed buckets off the bench. So this is this Look, is. A, I think the Bucks are exactly what we said at the beginning. It's about how does what does Giannis bring back this year to get them past the first round, and that's unfair to Giannis. But that's what happens when you're the guy. You get the unfair treatment. It's 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 unfair. It's unfair that Michael Jordan had to make Granville Waiters better. But that that's the gig. <laughs> that's the gig. Now, can you do it? Is that, a, uh, is that a blues singer? Uh, Granny Waiters. waiters. Yeah. Sounds like a <laughs> the bald, bald-headed Granny Waiters. Said, is that a blues singer? <laughs> you know, so that sound like to me. That's that's the burden of being the best player. You get you get the unfair assignment along with all the glory. So, did, you, did everybody catch Waz counting Giannis's money just now? Yes, if it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a hey, fair hey, question, yo. Listen, you you get fifty million a year, fam. Like this is this is what comes with it. Like you got to show and prove at this point. That's that's just how it goes. Like that's literally what the money okay, is. Okay, so okay, but <laughs> was, was, we're not talking about. We're not saying Gian, Giannis is Giannis is all right at this, but he there's one thing he doesn't do. He doesn't shoot the ball. That's what he doesn't do. There's nothing else he doesn't do right. great. He does everything else right. great on both ends. No, 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 no. He's, He's He's a great. He's so that's all we're talking player. about. I'm not, I'm not he's got to shoot that. better. Period. Just... End of sentence. You got to shoot better. That's it. There's nothing else. There's nothing else he doesn't dominate at. So he's got to be a better shooter. And, and what and what they got to do as well, Da and and you know, and we can get into the rest of the Bucks because you know it, it's funny. I'm making the jokes about Giannis not being who we thought he was and all of that, but like I really think this team is deeply flawed, right? Like I, I like because I could see the future. I think they're gonna fail this year again, and it's because they don't have enough on the like the construction of the roster is not such that they're gonna be able to advance, and I think that because. It's going to be the same. Th- they're not going to do anything different. Well, so one thing I would say, season. they have an adult at point guard. Like having Drew Holiday there, I do think That's that fair. fixes it. Like he's a massive upgrade over Eric Bledsoe. A massive upgrade, right? Because he's not afraid to score. He's not afraid to shoot. He can shoot. And he's just as good defensively, if not better. And he's also a wet blanket. You're not doing nothing on his end. Yeah. 
He taking the rock straight up. Like it ain't. And I think that's going to motivate. That's going to help Giannis, but also motivate. Like the guys the, but is Drew game. Holiday going to be initiating offense in games that matter in nut crunching time? They got time? DJ Augustine too, though, bro. Come on. Uh, I guess, man. I guess. But, they, I, like, but, I, but their offense. I would love to be proven wrong their, on this. Their offense, I, 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 just, I, have, I have issues with their defense. I think their defense is where, and it's mostly coaching the scheme. I think that's where their shortcoming is. And they, because as we've seen, like they just don't adjust and they keep saying, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll adjust this time. And then they don't do it. Like Brooke Lopez is still one of your five best players. So I'm assuming he's going to play, right? And so how does that change the context of your defense in any way whatsoever? And then on offense, when it's Giannis trying to juke guys 30 feet from the basket to get your biggest buckets, um, in important games, I I don't know. I, sorry, God, that doesn't get me excited, you know. <laughs> yeah, but if you're not spreading the floor with Eric Bledsoe, like there is a there is a change in that, right? Like teams right, are legitimately, yeah. Right. There's a better now. There's still issues. You still have to scheme for it better. But I do think that's having that dude. And and like Trey said, I mean, yeah, like Drew Holiday. Yo, we love to we love Dame, right? Dame's a killer. He's sending teams home left or right. Like Drew Holiday ate his lunch in a four game sweep. Like ate his lunch, killed like him. The big bad Damian Lillard, killed like him. destroyed. He did. He did. Yes. Killed him. Killed him. Period. End of sentence. Killed him. Now he was playing yeah. with Anthony Davis behind him too, but he killed him. <laughs> <laughs> he did kill him. Yeah, but but yes. but Da, he's about to play yes, with. Yes. But he's about to play yes. with Giannis too. So yes. I think yes. it's a support. But no, I think you're under. Uh, yeah, I would say don't sell don't sell Jeru Holiday short. Because that right. dude can go. And if he couldn't go, Denver wouldn't have been trying to get him for the last year and a half. All right. <laughs> and they got right. and they got Kyler Murray and they got uh, Jamal Murray. So um yeah. Right. So but to your but but it's fair. Look, all of it's fair until you shut people up. So until they until they get to the NBA finals, they are they you can view them as suspect legitimately. I'm I don't think it's ridiculous to say, hey, they've got some flaws that need to be addressed. Until they address him. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. You know what just dawned on me, guys? I wonder if we would be having more fun. 
Because I know we're in the like sensitivity era and we oh, realized, a lot of people realized that there was something wrong with the way people reacted to, you know, LeBron going to the heat or whatever. But wouldn't it be more fun if people were just angry at Giannis and the Bucks? Just, <laughs> just pissed and like calling people's moms prostitutes again and, and going crazy? Like, wouldn't Throwing that be more fun? Throwing batteries on the court. Uh, Throwing batteries, yeah. <laughs> like, wouldn't that just make this more interesting or am I just a psychopath? Now I don't I don't I mean, really know both be what true? you're what you're talking about here was like I don't really know <laughs> what uh, possibility you could be alluding to here. It also shows how, how hypocritical we all are. To other times. The whole Giannis conversation shows how hypocritical we all are. Like we, LeBron got blasted for leaving Cleveland. KD got blasted for going to the Warriors. Giannis signs with a team that has done not much in the playoffs. Resigns with them, and and nobody really w- walked around and said, you know what, that's cool that Giannis did that. That's cool that he he signed up for this fight, and it's going to be a fight. And- well, to be fair, Dave, we were distracted by James Harden partying in Vegas and Atlanta at that exact moment, that's right? <laughs> I think if if James Harden had just shown up to camp and then we get the Giannis yeah. news, I think we freak out a little bit more about it. Or maybe we all just learned. Maybe we all figured Probably. out that <laughs> our behavior sure. was yeah, not that's acceptable. That's what we do. And we <laughs> grew as a society. People. Yep, absolutely. No, it's swung the other way, though, like the discourse has. It has really gone to if you don't leave the team that hasn't won a title yet, then you don't care about winning a championship. I- tend to agree it's it really has gone that but, far you know and, and i struggle with this um because i've been thinking about it too and we think about our gobert right. conversation the other day utah's likely never nah, winning a finals and that doesn't matter because being nah, good is fine but you know part of me is like championships have to matter right like it has to we have to make it a big deal that like that's the point of what we're doing here and so we absolutely need to be celebrating the people who win the championships like that's what we're doing here but at the same time right like do we just crap all over people who are second round exits like it's hard i'm struggling with this the the people who are trying hard too (laughs) there's there's like this thing and i mean houston this happened with houston where they were branded losers for making a conference finals a, a couple well, of years yeah, in a row right. and losing to, to the, the greatest team we've but, ever no, seen. No, but hold on. It was the right? way they lost, though. It's right? ridiculous. I mean, still, come on. Yeah. Now, certainly, like, but you still got there, <laughs> right? Said, I mean, still. That's like saying, well, we're watching the 30 know, for 30 in later in the World Series. Okay, when we talk but about how the, the Rockets series. pushed that team like no team did. That's, that's what we'll, we'll say. Will right. we? Hold on. That's hold a on. fact. <laughs> that's a fact. But that's on. what we're we'll not doing say that when Bourne Dalvin Vliet lights up the Bucks two years ago, okay? We're not doing that stuff, right? We're like, hey, at least the Bucks got there. I mean, wasn't that the second round? Like, I mean, I <laughs> no, that was a that was a conference finals. I mean, that was conference finals. No, it was a conference yeah. finals. They, they were up 2-0. Yeah, in the it, it was a conference finals. Right, it's time for me to once again point out, as I do forever and ever and ever, there has never been competitive balance in the NBA ever in the history of the league. Seventy-four champions since the league began. And 46% of those championships have been won by two teams. Two. So please stop with it. If you don't win a championship, it doesn't mean anything. That's nonsense. 
That's nonsense. Ten exactly. teams of. Thank you. Go ten cra- go teams. Crazy, huh? Ten. Ten. For, for, no, for ten once, teams I'm not the angry have won eighty-four percent of all the championships in the history of the NBA. There's and two of them there's are Lakers. Never been competitive balance. The notion that this is a democracy and everybody gets a chance to win a title is bullshit. Okay, <laughs> total. Well, we just found we just found our audiogram. <laughs> I'm so tired of saying this. I love you. I love you. Well, speaking of, the that was Nets happy. and the Celtics are, are the other game. And the Nets have provided us with a lot of fun off-the-court stuff. But, Trey, will they provide us with the proper fun on-the-court stuff? With Kyrie and KD. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Yeah, I think the the, the biggest test is going to be sharing the ball especially during close games in the fourth quarter who's going to take the last shot you got a new lineup between Kyrie uh Spencer Dinwiddie at Mm -hmm. the two Joe Harris at the three uh new Kevin Durant at the power forward position on the Eastern Conference and then DeAndre Jordan and then Karis LeVert coming off the bench possibly have DeAndre still start that dude is terrible I know he's friends with Katie but you gotta throw Jared (laughs) Allen in there he wears great hats, though, Zach. So he wears, he wears great hats, and he's, capital, and he's plant-based, bro. He's plant-based. So well, he, he should plant his ass by the rim and block a shot every wow, once in a while. How about that's that? Cold. That's cold. <laughs> but as, as of right now, like Steve Nash said, that he plans to not pl- have Kevin Durant have a heavy load on the yes. defensive end. And then also, uh, which I, I'm interested to see how that is, since defense is one of their uh, – their biggest issues right now as what he stated. Um, and then also again, in that, that last minute situation, does Kyrie take the last shot and look off Katie or does Spencer Dinwiddie try to do some heroic things? I don't know, but it's going to be very testy for Steve Nash to make these adjustments and draw up the right plays for the right guys to make the right play. So, um, it's going to be more entertaining, but I'm loving the sage right now. I'm loving the extra, microscope that the Nets are going to have throughout this year and yeah man it yeah i'm ready for it on court and Trey, you know who taking that shot for you. come on you know who taking the shot <laughs> oh i mean i mean obviously I know it's gonna be kevin but you know oh shouts <laughs> to joe harris you know <laughs> I, I have a question you for- know I'm a, I'm a i'm a big supporter of guys that look like they hooped at uh at uh, 24 hours. So. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Harris. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a, a YMCA hooper in like Rockaway or something. Um, I want to ask Jay King this actually because he's our resident Boston guy. Um, and, I, and I know I, I, I do the Danny Ainge thing a lot, so I got to stick to my bit. Oh boy. But um, I remember us calling him, you know, the, the Boston, oh my God, they did this crazy fleecing of the Nets and this and it was so genius and blah, 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 blah. Have the Celtics since that trade ever put together a team that's better than Brooklyn this year? Who they allegedly fleeced? That's a good question. They well, first of all, they definitely fleeced the Nets. Like they absolutely fleeced the Nets. The Nets got nothing out of that. It was trade. a bad trade. And, yeah, it was a bad and trade. The, the Celtics ended up with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I hold on. You talking about a year and a half of KG and Paul Pierce is nothing? Hey, Jason Terry was there too. Let's not forget. <laughs> and whatever, whatever, Dare Williams Cyburns are. But I, I think, I think you're, you're right. Like 
getting Kyrie and KD together and just getting Kevin Durant overall is that, that the Nets have a chance to be better than any Boston team since that trade. I think that's absolutely fair. I think the Celtics, like they set themselves up in a position where they were going to have a lot of swings at it. And some of those have been swings and misses. They got Kyrie that did not work out. They lost Al Horford. They lost Gordon Hayward. Now they're kind of building around Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, obviously. And how they really get judged will be by whether they can win a championship with those guys. And if they do, then that trade was a massive success. I think it's a massive success anyway, because it set them up in a great position. Look, so many things have gone wrong for them from the, the departures and everything like that. And they still have a really talented young core and they just got to the Eastern conference finals last year. So there are two sides of it. Um, but yeah, the nets, the nets are loaded. You know, Hollinger actually made a, a great point in a column he wrote. It was about OKC. And he, he said Boston is in the same boat, is that you actually can have too many draft picks because you have to yeah. use them on something, yeah. right? <laughs> like you have to do something with them. Yeah. So you either try to move up and you ha- and you hope that guy – and they, look, look, they offered – what what's the story? Four first round picks so they could take Frank Kaminsky, right? I mean, that was the deal. That's what they offered, right? So, I mean, it would have been Justice Winslow, yeah. You got to know when to hold up. Yeah. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the deal is done. Okay. All right. Justice Winslow. Same point, right? So you ha- so the- so four draft picks for Justice Winslow. Um, and I'm not saying they would have been wrong to do it, but his point, which I think is a valid one, which is at some point you have to cash these picks in for something. Like you can't just keep floating them down the river. At some point you have to do what what I we all presume OKC, which is going to do at some point, which is offer six first round picks for, you know, superstar du jour, you know, unhappy superstar du jour, whoever that is in three years, right? So, I mean, I think Boston kind of got caught in that a little bit. You know, DA, and and obviously there it's better to do, it's probably, no, it's definitely, excuse me, better to do what OKC is doing, what Boston had done, than what the Knicks perpetually do, which is say, go to hell, the future, and just completely kneecap any any vision or long-term thinking at every single turn. Like, obviously, what the Knicks do and have been doing for 20 years is stupid, and you shouldn't do it. I just have a knee-jerk reaction to asset accumulation it's, as, it's a, you know, right. a means unto it's itself. A, it's a well, complete cop-out. It, it gets it's talked com- about in yeah. our business. It's, it's a annoying. complete cop-out by people who don't want to do anything. I mean, that's the cop. Right. I shouldn't say everybody does that, but a lot of teams absolutely was hide behind. Well, we've got we've got flexibility. For we've got what? this. We've got the future. We've got <laughs> this. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I and I think I think Ainge got caught because I think the main goal was like I'm going to go get AD or whoever that AD equivalent is with all this stuff, and then by the time he came down to AD one and out, he was like, I'm not going to Boston. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go there. Right. I don't want to play there. And then Ainge is kind right. of like, uh, I don't know what to and do. And I think, right? Sadly, like, and I, and I yeah, think OKC is going to be yeah, in the oh, same boat. I think OKC is going to be in the same boat. It's going to be, they're going to have to be very I, I, selective I, in who they, who they try to get. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. 
I think Zach's criticism is the right one of the Celtics plan is is that they did go use picks. They they went and got Kyrie. They just went after the wrong star, a star who didn't help them take that next step. Mm-hmm. And their plan obviously was Anthony Davis. By the time he got around, like he was like, you know what, <laughs> I'm not going there. And and so they just they had the wrong plan, and and they wanted well, to catch in those guys chips, that have been but traded. They just they just looked at the wrong guys. They well, missed they, out on I Jimmy give, Butler. But they were trying to get Jimmy I Butler. The, I give them the, credit. The, they, they were, were trying. Right. It's not like they didn't try. Yeah. They did try to get Jimmy Butler, right? So, mm-hmm. and I and I think that they were gonna try to get Anthony Davis until until that situation. Yeah. So I mean, it's tough. It's a hard job. And they did draft Jason Tatum. And and most of the people that wanted them to get Jimmy Butler or Paul George, like they would have had to give up Jalen Brown right. or Jason Tatum. And so, so it's like, like yeah, you can criticize them because they did have this huge, huge pile of assets and haven't built a team that's gotten to the finals yet. But I, I think it's more about like, like they went all in on Kyrie and Anthony Davis, and that just didn't didn't pl- work out for them. Um, all right, what about Luca Lebron? Waz, I will defer to you here because I know this is your dream matchup of uh, <laughs> your two favorite stars here in the, in the NBA. We get that on Christmas. How excited are you for Luca and LeBron? City sidewalks, busy sidewalks. Yeah, I just, I'm just really excited to watch Luca just evolve into the player he's going to be, right? It's kind of crazy because it's different from LeBron in the sense that LeBron was like marrying his his whatever his smarts are for basketball with his crazy athleticism and all of that. Whereas Luke is kind of like he's there. He's there. Silver bell. Silver bells. It's Christmas time in the city. Ring the ring. Hear them ring. As far as understanding the game, he just has to shoot better. So it's crazy. It's going to be fun to watch him navigate that and just get better and better at all of this stuff on the margins while his shot gets better. That's that's what I'm most excited about. And I want to see how, you know, how he's able to manage being the ultra high uh, usage guy or as Seth Part now called heliocentric. Is that what it's called, Dave? I always forget it, but like where the offense revolves around you 24-7, is he going to be able to get his teammates to actually still like playing? Oh, the Deion Winters model. That's what you mean. (laughs) Well, I think the other side of this is Trey Young, where guys were pissed at him allegedly last year. For how much he used the ball, and I'm like, to do something. All these Luka other dudes does stuff suck. off the ball, though. What the hell? Luca does stuff off the ball. Yeah, because they have he a system. Strengths. Like, like they didn't yeah. have that. Like they don't. And also, Luca's six eight. Like Trey's like six one, right? Like, I mean, you want Trey Young going around setting screens? Like, I, I mean, that's crazy. Like, move off the ball for sure. But he, they also, yeah, didn't Trey have Young anybody. has to find. He has to find some off ball utility for sure. Because well, everybody and got, hates got, playing with him. But I don't think Luca's going to have that problem. Well, and they got, but they have Rajon now, right? They have Bogdan, like they have got, they have uh, Gallo can play mix, like they have guys who can, who can help mm-hmm. him with that. So if he doesn't do it now, okay, then I think the criticism is valid. But I look at that Hawks right. team last year, I'm like, who the fuck else is supposed to do something on this team? He didn't have anybody. Oh yeah, this will be the first time he's playing with like basketball players that are at least as good as him or better, right? In in right. some of the guys' cases. So uh, I mean, and I'm including his year of college. So it's going to be interesting to see if if this is what we've seen is the actual Trey Young or if he is actually willing 
to play off the ball without pouting. I'm so excited to see Marcus Gasol on the Lakers. Like this, uh, this <laughs> idea that you could give him the ball, you could give him the ball and then have him just hold it while LeBron and AD go set screens for each other <laughs> and then just react off that. <laughs> like I, I, that, that is just like, that's going to be basketball pornography. <laughs> Cause there's nothing you can do. I don't know how anyone stops that. They're, they're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're, that's, <laughs> they're really effing good. That's, Sometimes that's all you need to see. Eh? That's kind of how I felt like this whole time, you know, and talking about the season coming up and you get to the Lakers and it's like, huh, yeah, they're going to win. They're, yeah, I, mean, I think they're, they're probably going to be pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. they be good. They could be as good during the regular season as they want to be at any given moment. And so I think the debate is more about, you know, how seriously do they do they come into this regular season? The other day I compared them to the 2017 Cavs. Like I think that this team probably could coast and have like, you know, a middle of the road defense until the playoffs because they can score enough that it won't matter. And then flip a switch once they get to the playoffs. They are they are like those Jordan the old, the the last dance Bulls that era that mm-hmm. second three peat of you know it was a veteran team they had they they had won championships together they knew how to win them and then they didn't care about the regular season they literally didn't care um, yeah and and they added to the IQ every yeah they got right? that's, like, that's right they got the, smarter the Lakers yeah did. they got they kept yeah. getting smarter yeah and it's yeah. and they were smart last year with Rondo it's a different kind of smart with with Gasol but I mean. They add smart guys, which is why I, I'm. I just can't believe Iguodala is not on that team. I mean, he would just be quintessential, you know, end of career Laker, right? I mean, that's he fits he that model. It. Yeah. yeah, he wanted it. Yeah. I asked him a while ago, like, where are you going? He's like, ah, he had on some shoes that looked a little too purple and gold. I was like, are them Laker shoes? He's like, well, that's when I'm finishing my career. Right, right, right. I was like, oh, am I right that, sir? Am I right that? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, no, they're awfully smart, and that's what the Bulls did. The Bulls added smart guys every year, that veterans that knew how to play and knew how to play off of you know better players, and and didn't mind it. And this is what the Lakers are doing. So. I mean, you know, if they stay healthy, there's they could win. They could easily win two or three more in a row. I would not be surprised. Oh at yeah, all. I agree. I agree. I, I think you know, Luca and and Giannis are probably the the most likely to to lead the next champion um, after this Lakers team is kind of done, for sure. Well, I wonder what it, it's going to have. Dallas is going to have to have a much better team. All due respect. I mean. You know, oh, you know yeah, I mean? no, he meant like, them they're, together. They're, they're he nowhere. meant them together. Yeah, you the, yeah. and yeah. Luca on the same right, team. Right, together. Together. That's right. And this is the problem. They're going to get traded to right. the Knicks. <laughs> That's the problem is that Dallas was, was you know, planning for Giannis. And they don't have mm-hmm. him. And if you look, I think, soberly, what assets can they put together to get Whoever, James Harden, Bradley Beal, well, whoever. Right. Yeah. Because they still they still owe they, picks, right? Yeah. They owe picks to the right. Knicks. Yeah. And yeah, and they gotta figure this out before Luca's next deal kicks in. Cause right now they Uh-oh. got him on the cheap Uh-oh. and they can squeeze somebody in, but they gotta figure oh, it out. Oh, I thought you meant he was gonna leave and restrict the free agency. Ah, oh no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> take a one year qualifying just, offer no, and get out of the They're, yeah. they're no, gonna no, have no, to no, add, no. you know, another star. And how do you do that? When you they don't have the trough of assets that that some of the, that Boston still has, really, and so, yeah. some of these other teams that will be in the market for a superstar now that the market for twenty one is shrinking rapidly. 
Well, this is actually where the the short tank for them kind of bit them in the ass a little bit. You know, they tank one year and they get Luca, and now all of a sudden, yeah. they don't have. You know, like you're you're not going to get a good draft pick this right. year. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think there's a, there's three or yeah. four teams in that same boat. Um, you know, that are probably a player or two short, and how do you get that player now? You know. I mean, seriously, I mean, uh, when, like, when OKC's got like 25% of all the draft picks in the NBA over the next five oh, years. I just found, I just figured it out. I figured out what the Mavericks do. And this will take us into our last game of the day. Kawhi doesn't exercise that player option. Oh, man. Oh, baby. He wants to go and play with the cap space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he, he even said, hey, I'm focusing so on this season. So he's going back to Texas? Yes. <laughs> going back to he Texas. He can't live in San Diego while playing for the Dallas <laughs> Mavericks. Mark Cuban's not going to let him live in San ride. Diego. <laughs> Mark Cuban's not going to let that happen. You kidding me? That's uh, that, that that, would be a the tough stream. The <laughs> Gulfstream 12 is jetted up, ready to go for the daily oh commute. Oh, my God, it's ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> and no one's flying these days, so those airstreams are <laughs> wide open. That, that yeah. West to East joint. <laughs> wide open. He could, make, he could make Dallas in two hours from L.A., couldn't he? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh that's, that's, a, that's at yeah. most a 45-minute flight with these billionaire jets. You kidding me? Oh you think they, they go the same the same speed as our Jets? No, not a, not a chance. Not a chance. But we do have Clippers, Nuggets. I will say this, okay? Now, this isn't going to be a very popular opinion for the, the eight Nuggets fans who care about the team over the Broncos in Denver. But I do feel like we're being force-fed Denver as like a, okay, we have to give them a Christmas game every year now. I mean, it feels a little bit like we're force fed. They went to the conference finals. Yeah, they were conference year, finals. Exactly. And they're fun. What do you want from them? <laughs> I mean, Blazers went to the conference finals. Yeah, what do, do, do we throw? From I, I mean, I don't. Well, at what, this year, weren't a they on defense. Christmas last year? Yeah, Blazers. The Blazers know. were right. I don't, I don't know. I couldn't. I can't even tell you who was <laughs> who was supposed to be playing tomorrow. I, I couldn't tell you. Um, but I do feel it does feel like because, and I think we got this with Utah a little bit. I think the previous they might have played Denver last year on Christmas, but it feels like a little bit of just like, okay, we know these teams are good. They're not going to draw anything. Like they're not drawing ratings and anything. That's why you throw them up against the Clippers and say like, Hey, let's hope the people want to watch the Clippers. Well, plus you it's do a rematch of the three one comeback. Yeah. Don't I, be know, some... I thought Clippers, I thought Clippers Portland was a better matchup. Yeah. It's, I'd rather see Dame I mean, going against the dudes. Dame Paul George. Again. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that would have been sexier. Plus Dame is just better yeah. to watch. But also, I, I just realized it's a good watch. Nuggets is a good oh watch. I, I enjoy watching Jamal Murray. I was Jamal about Murray. to say, Marcus, you're like going to be banished from basketball history. Oh, Twitter I can't say anything about, about it. Yeah. Oh, is that what it takes? <laughs> oh, yeah, Dame's web way better to watch then. If that's what it takes. You kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. Protect your pockets, nerds. <laughs> yes, Dame is more fun to watch than Jokic. It's okay, too. It's just a little bit, but he is. <laughs> and neither of them play defense, so we don't have anything there. <laughs> Protect your pockets. No, so I what is the over, KP is the over under on half court shots Dame will actually take this year? Oh, that are not, not, not he's saying he's taking half court shots yeah. this year. Five? I'll, I'll say I'll five? say five. Yeah. Now now is this DA, is this like when James Harden said I've got this one legged fadeaway three point right. shot that you've never seen and he took one in the preseason and he I missed Dame, and then we never I saw think it again? Dame is going to take some half court shots. Now I don't think it'll be thirty, yeah, but because yeah, I don't think Dame is a is a is a is no, a liar. Exactly. Nah, <laughs> 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 
Now, what are you saying here, Wa? I'm just saying, man. Damn. You know, they 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 ran that damn clip of of Harden doing that weird shot oh over and over on the in, internet. Mind you, the shot it, it wasn't really creating an advantage. It looked it just looked <laughs> stupid, right? Like it wasn't some <laughs> new move. At least like, you know, with the half court shot, it's like, all right, this is a way for me to guarantee a shot with no hands in my face. Harden was just doing a freaking horse move, <laughs> and people really pretended that he was going to use this in an NBA game. <laughs> And of course, it never freaking happened. Just one preseason attempt. That's it. That's it. I think we but, saw it like twice in a WNBA a, playoff game, right? Like, I like we never saw it in the NBA though. But he did get Dior luggage from uh, a friend. Did y'all see <laughs> he's, that? Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of baggage right now, Marcus. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow. Well, that's, that's too far. Okay, that's too far. Now I know where the line is. Now I know where the line is after 13 years of these jokes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh with De- with Denver um I'm I I think they're going to be worse this year uh just because of the defense unless obviously Michael Porter Jr becomes unreal right which which is possible he's really talented but he's still a second year well, I guess technically I think Jamal Murray's going to be the court. ultimate test case of whether or not the bubble was real because he was so unbelievable I mean, he in was, the bubble right historic right? yeah right. yeah I just want him like, and Donovan Mitchell. Him and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those two were just so. It's like, yo, is this even real? Like, is he going to be this guy? Like, I, I want to well, see no. if he's going to be I this guy. No, I don't think he's going to be that well, guy. You were saying it the whole time, DA. Like, no. No, <laughs> but down, I mean, nobody like, can be that guy. That guy averaged like forty a game. Right. You know, like that's not going to happen. Oh, that guy's better than Steph Curry, right? That. That Jamal Murray's a bubble. Yeah, yeah, that short Murray's stretch. Jamal Murray's better than anybody. Insane. Yeah. But remember, they didn't have Barton, and they barely had Gary Harris there too. So I mean, that was that's also a yeah. factor in, in assessing their bubble performance. So, you right. know. I would be so much more excited about Denver too if I didn't hear John Holland just say that <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. quote had the worst medical he'd ever seen. That's uh, what he was, said. Was was Vladdy was well? That's, maybe this he is said, that's the worst medical I've ever seen. I don't know if this is an <laughs> indictment, but ever. but Vladdy was going to take Michael Porter Jr. with the second pick, like over Luca. Wow. Like he he was like they like all I heard leading up to the the draft was Kings were taking Porter, and then he he balked because it was just the medicals were that bad. Somebody told me at that time that Michael Porter's medicals were absolutely fucked. <laughs> oh my god! Sheesh. So that's why it's like, man, it's tough to get excited about Denver's real potential if it's hinged upon this guy's body cooperating, man. Like as sad as that is, but I can't get that out of my mind. Like yeah. when you hear when you hear how people describe his well, medicals, yeah. man, it's it's scary well, stuff. Well, I mean, you know, this is where a team with with great, you know, with the great athletic de- training department, you know, can help you out. I mean, this is, this yeah. is where the, where they really earn their keep, you know? So if it's, whether it's Alex McKickney in Toronto um, or all those years, Aaron Nelson down in Phoenix, I mean, this is where they really help you is to get another two or three quality seasons out of a guy who's got some really effed up, as you guys pointed out, medicals. Um, so we'll see. I mean, we're going to, they're going to be under the gun. Um, and, and the bubble was easy compared to, you know, 72 games of travel and, you know, plane rides and all those things. 
And, uh, you know, if a, ba a, guy w a, a bad back doesn't get better, fellas, it doesn't ever, mm. never. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. At, at least we do know, though, Denver is going to be fun to watch because they have no choice but to score. Yeah, right. 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 Like they have no choice. Like they have to put up 140 a night or whatever that's going to be. Um, they don't have the Plumley sub for Jokic anymore. Right. Yeah. Who is the guy now? It's <laughs> Hartenstein. Now that's now he's no longer he was a it's gonna be Jokic. A, Jokic he is was gonna have to play those defensive minutes. Protection person who was put into the NBA to hide him and now he he's not still in the NBA. <laughs> he is right? Hartenstein? Yeah, I, yeah. I think honestly, that's I think they terrible. wind up with if it doesn't work out with Jokic, they probably wind up with Millsap as the five in, in a lot of those minutes, which is you know, which is fine because yeah, but his he's limited a, mobility he, is he's in a weakened at Bernie situation at this point of his career, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. just, yeah, it's not good. They don't really wow. have defensive subs, man. Like, Jermichael no. Green isn't a rim protector, so it, he doesn't give you an alternative to Jokic, really. He's a, he's a good positional defender. Right. right? He, yeah. could be, he could be what Plumlee was, uh, minus the passing on offense. Right, but he stretches the floor. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they... But, I mean, the Monte Morris-Plumlee yeah. second units were big I suspect them. that mm. they will be in the if not the buyout market, the trade deadline market, I think you'll see them be very active about getting that type of five, you know, stretchy five that can spread the floor a little bit. Um, you know, they'll be, they'll, they'll find somebody who can do that. And there's guys who can do that. So it's not like, Oh my God, there's no stretch fives in the NBA. There's plenty, you know, they'll, they'll find, one. I think they'll find one. I don't think, I think Denver will be fine in that regard, but you're right. I think they are a player short off the bench right now. I agree. All right. Any any final thoughts? Do we want to kill the Clippers real quick before we go? Or we just no, the Clippers for... are going to be good. I think the Clippers are going to be good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think mean, people are sleeping. On they the were Clippers. good last year. Like, and look what happened. I, and I think in in a way that I think their approach, where you know, and you were there, Zach. <laughs> where literally everybody in that damn building just knew they were going to win the championship. Like like everybody to a man. I'm talking about from. Patrick Beverly to Doc Rivers to anybody in management, like everybody on that team just had this sense of like, if we show up to the playoffs relatively healthy, we're going to beat everybody. Like they just knew it. Mm -hmm. um, I think they just took that for granted. And this year, that's just not going to be the case. <laughs> right. And so I think they're going to have a much better approach. And and I think that'll serve them well come the postseason, man. Like they 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 were so freaking full of themselves last year uh and they, and they don't have the luxury of doing that anymore so uh, you know i i feel confident that they're going to improve upon that that mess that happened in in orlando well Ty really like flexible too. yeah yeah serge is a right? good pick up uh ty ty is a good coach like he's great at adjusting game to game half to half like all of the stuff that they weren't doing that we kept talking about during the playoffs he prioritizes He's shooting. Great at that stuff, and we we another watched thing him do I like about Ty Lue is is if something works, he just keeps doing it. Yeah, They had a play in Cleveland. They ran. It was an elbow rub play, and it it wound up with a LeBron lob to Richard Jefferson for for an alley oop to Richard Jefferson. But it just worked all the time. So they ran it. I don't know 
eight times a game. Like they would run it and maybe the lob wouldn't be there, but they just kept running that play because teams couldn't stop it. Helps and have so LeBron though in that situation. It does help <laughs> have LeBron, right? Like you don't have that kind of passer. Fair. That's still, and that's still a thing for them, right? Like they don't have yeah. a, a lead initiator. And I think they're going to be really, really busy in the trade market. But, but, but Dave, but they, they do at least have, have a coach now. Yeah, they do have $32 million committed to Marcus Morris and Luke Kennard. So. Yeah, but that's just money, man. Like, Balmer, like, he, what does he care? Yeah, well, there's nothing to Balmer. Like, now, you know what that does? That makes uh, – it's easier to trade those guys. Like, you can get a better player and, and attach a pick. So – they can't attach it's going to be easy much. to trade yeah, these got them all. Yeah. <laughs> right. that's, that's a good point. <laughs> but it does yeah. – I mean, it just – you know, um, and $16 million for Kennard really isn't – isn't that crazy? I, he's forty percent in this market. I, I, I will that. remind you guys. It's just the health. When, His knees are forty percent good too. So. Right. When Ballmer was trying to to get a team in Seattle, right? And he was trying to get you know the Kings to go to Seattle or, or an expansion team or whatever. So one of his guys I was talking to, and you know people were saying, well, but you know the NBA, the the price is so he's going to have to build us an arena, and it's going to he's going to have to build it by himself, and it's going to it's going to cost. $2 billion. <laughs> the guy said, you realize he's got $25 billion. He's just not doing anything with right now. <laughs> he just, it's right. just there it's just, it's just, for him just, to do whatever yeah. he could like buy Liechtenstein if he wanted to right now. He's just, he, he's a <laughs> bored billionaire. Money doesn't matter to him. <laughs> so, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like that, the 16 million for Luke Kennard yeah, this year not, is, it, is not even going to register, but it does register with the luxury tax, the restrictions yeah. that come with yeah. moving that roster yeah. and everything, right? Like that, it'll be an issue. And at it'll some register point. with Trez. It'll re- it registers with Trez. Yeah. I mean, I think Serge <laughs> is bringing something tangible to this team. Like, yeah, yeah. Yep. I think that's a big deal. I do think Kanar. I think he's yeah, going to be a good. good player. Plus, you know, Paul George is going to return to his MVP form, like, like he says. So, yeah. all right, his MVP gonna, season of <laughs> yeah, you know, Paul George yeah. had an MVP. He's going to return. He's going to be an MVP. When did he again. win the MVP? I'm, I'm, I must have missed that. NBA. Did you have an MVP yeah. at Fresno State? Maybe that was. I must have missed that episode of the NBA season. <laughs> <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> and I can't think of greater holiday cheer to end this on than making fun of Paul George. Oh, so let me you thank guys are so David Aldridge, so Marcus, Marcus Sorry, Thompson, Sam Amick, <laughs> Dave DeFord, Jake King, Wazzy Lambert, Trevon Edwards, Jade Hoy, I'm Zach Harper. Thank you for subscribing to the Athletic NBA Show podcast. Subscribe to The Athletic. It's the best coverage of sports you will find out there anywhere a tremendous team of writers and editors and social media and everybody there so make sure you subscribe get the best coverage for this upcoming season happy holidays and we'll see you in the new year actually we'll see you before then
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.